Hello and welcome to a special supplementary episode of RFN called The Famicast, featuring the entire Japan crew. I am James Charlton and with me is uh, Mr. Matthew Walker. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. And our newest member, Mr. Daniel Bivens. Hello, Danny. Hello. How's it going, guys? Going great. Pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. Life is good. Been playing 3DS, so... Yeah. So you guys have both got 3DSs. I don't. Um, hopefully, if you've been reading the site, you'll be aware of that. Um, so we're just going to get straight into it. We're going to have a pretty similar structure to RFN, basically rip off their idea. Uh, we're going to have new business, which is going to be obviously 3DS orientated. And then we're going to have some Japan-related news and a little feature and even a competition where you can win some cool stuff from Japan. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. I like uh, I like that we have the um, the we have a good English voice here, good English accent here, uh, yes. leading us on here. So I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate the the <laughs> tone of your voice. I like that. Cool. Okay, then let's get straight into it. Then, um, Danny, you're the newest member of the team. Um, right. Is there anything that you'd like to say um, before we start? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, I really like Nintendo. Um, but um, we know, actually, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear your whole story, man. Like, uh, how'd you end up in Japan, and yeah. you know, your whole history with video games and all that stuff. Sure. So, you know, well, I guess first with like my history with Nintendo, um, I started off with the NES back when I was like four years old. Like, got that with Mario Brothers Duck Hunt, like that kind of a thing, and mm -hmm. um, from that point, it, just, it was kind of Nintendo all the way. Um, pretty much, actually, it was, like exclusively Nintendo for like years, and then. You know, with Super Nintendo, 64, Game Boy, um, you know, stuff like that. And then I started being able to have, like, part-time jobs and make money. So, you know, with that, I, you know, was able to purchase, like, other things other than just stuff I would get for Christmas or birthdays. Um, so, you know, that kind of broadened my gaming scope. But still, Nintendo remained at the center of my heart, you know. Um, so yeah, you actually have um, two Wii's, right? You have a, a U.S. system and a Japanese system. That's right. Um, I got the U.S. Wii at launch. So one of the first people in my city probably to get one. Um, but the Japanese one. I was here and I just decided like I was like importing some games from the states, and it was just getting ridiculously expensive. Like I paid something <laughs> Tell like me eight, about it. yeah, like eight thousand oh, yen for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, God, I mean, at the time <laughs> it was. Probably about like 80, 80, 85 bucks. I mean, that's ridiculous. But you know, you right. go. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I actually, I actually waited outside. I lived in Chicago at the time when the first week came out in America. The first week, the week came out in America, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I wanted it so bad that I ended up waiting outside of Best Buy in the snow overnight oh. on a, on Saturday. So uh, I was freezing my butt off and uh, ended up sleeping on the sidewalk. But I finally got it. And then <laughs> after moving to Japan, uh, I really wanted to play Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to play Super Smash Brothers. But I was in Japan when they came out, so I ended up buying the bullet and just buying a Japanese Wii so I could play those before you know they came out in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm the same way. I've I have both systems. <laughs> So cool. you guys both have both regions. That's crazy. So I'm the only weirdo with just a US Wii, which he bought in Japan. 
and <laughs> doesn't even come from the U.S. <laughs> You're an Englishman that lives in Japan but plays an American way. That's interesting. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, it's it's, it's just just for ease of use. I mean, you know, uh, the plugs the, are the same in, in Japan and America, right? It would be crazy to right. import a, uh, to buy a, a Wii back home and uh, makes sense. Yeah, do all the kind of step down conversions with the power and all that kind of crazy stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right then, but we're not here to talk about the Wii. Not just yet, anyway. We're here to talk about the 3DS and its launch, which uh, just happened last week. Hopefully you guys listening have read um, our blogs and uh, our feature of the 3DS launch. Um, we all have very different experiences of the launch. Um, let's start with um, how about you, Matt? Can you just go through, um, you know, how quickly how you got the 3DS and what games you picked up and take it from there? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I work a day job, and because of that, it means I, I wouldn't be able to go reserve the 3DS for myself. But ironically, it was interesting. Um, I didn't really know when they were going to start pre-orders and that was something that was bugging me for a while and i was listening to the 8-4 podcast and they mentioned it on there that it was i can't remember what day it was now but that you know this is the day that they're going to start pre-orders so then i said oh man well i better check this out so i checked it out online and sure enough you know big camera had uh, a web page up stating that they were going to start pre-orders on the specific day so that day uh, my wife was kind enough to go wait for me she had to wait up uh, in line and big camera, the, wow. the line went all the way up to the seventh floor cool. of the building. I gotta say that that is one cool wife. Yeah, oh, <laughs> my wife. Wait in line for you, so you don't have to. That's that's oh, amazing. I'm telling you, my wife is incredible, man. I I have stories. She's so wonderful. But yeah, so she went and pre-ordered it for me, and then uh, what was it a week ago now that it came out? I went over there, and uh, ironically, the uh, the line at, across the street at lobby was like over 700 people long because uh, <laughs> I, I suppose they had some systems aside from the uh, pre-orders. Which which lobby was that? The one in Ikebukuro, Ikebukuro. right across the street okay. from uh, the Eki, so the the station. The station. That's for people who don't know. That's pretty much um, you know central Tokyo, one of the busiest places in yeah. in the city. Yeah, I happen to live. I happen to live right there. They they kind of say that Ikebukuro is like the new Akihabara. They they have a super potato here now, which I'm very excited about. Oh, cool. Super potato. Oh, seriously? You don't know? Wow, that's it's awesome. Like, it's this awesome like retro game <laughs> store. Uh, so it's like you know a couple blocks from my house. It's really awesome. Yeah, we uh, we did a little video feature of Super Potato, and hopefully people have, can see that on the site. So Matt, what games did you pick up at launch? So I ended up picking up uh, Super Street Fighter 4 mm -hmm. uh, because I've always been a huge Street Fighter fan. And basically any prospect of being able to play Street Fighter portably on the go so that I can basically pull it out whenever I want to has always been a huge thing for me. So I was, I was always really looking forward to this title. And I'm personally really glad I picked it up myself. So Okay, full disclosure, Matt. <laughs> That's a Capcom game. <laughs> that is a Capcom game. Yep. You now work for Capcom. Yep. So full yep, disclosure then. Yep, but you've, yep. you've always been a Street Fighter fan, right? Yeah, I've always been a huge Street Fighter fan. It's, uh, heck, I mean, that's you know most of the reason that I wanted to work at Capcom to begin with. So Awesome. So yep. you got Street Fighter and what else? That's it. That's it. <laughs> I that's just it. picked up Street Fighter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were so going to pick up Layton. I was, I was planning. I, I, I'm thinking about it, but, you know... Uh, as far as money goes and everything, I have to. Now that I'm married, I have to be careful about all that stuff. So uh, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't picked anything else up yet. I'm kind of waiting because you know I want to see you know when Pilot Wings and all that's going to come out because there's some really awesome games that I'm really looking forward to. So right, cool. So your launch day experience was a pretty smooth one then. A pretty pretty good one. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, real smooth. Just uh, you know, got in line at about 10 a.m. and then by 10:30 I was out with the system. So sweet. It wasn't bad at all. The camera itself was you know not overrun by people with three wanting to buy 3ds's or anything because they only had the pre-orders anyway. So right, cool. So let's move on to Danny then. Um, tell us about your launch day experiences. Yeah. Um, well. It was wonderful because none of the electronic stores or game stores in my city decided to do pre-orders. So that meant for a early morning for me on Saturday. Um, no matter, I mean, I've done a lot of this type of stuff back in the States, you know, picking up like a GameCube, um, the original DS, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it's not a big deal, but... So, you, you, know. you Danny, you live a bit further out of the city, don't you? Yes. You, live in a, you actually live in a different uh, prefecture altogether. That's right. I live in a prefecture called Saitama Prefecture, um, and the city I live in is called Kuki, and it's not too far away from Tokyo. It probably takes maybe 40, 40 or 45 minutes, 50, depending on which train you catch. Mm -hmm. But um, So I'm not like really far out or anything. Um, but you have some big electronics shops in yeah. your place, right? In Kuki. Yeah. Yes, we have some decent-sized electronic shops, um, and we also have like a big Toys R Us here, too. So that was actually one of the first places I checked, because it's usually, like, during the weekdays, it's not very busy, but the weekends are when it's crazy busy. Um, so I was a bit nervous, but actually the Toys R Us was the only store in my area that told me how many units that they were going to get, and they said they were going to get 40 units. So I was like, okay, cool. So I woke up at about 5.30 on, la you know, last Saturday morning. I intended to get up at about 4, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know, I got up, shot out the door as fast as I could, and then I just pedaled my way down to the Toys R Us. And, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to see a ton of people just standing outside or you know, nobody or, you know, what. But as soon as I kind of pedaled up there, I seen that, like, that's kind of odd. The store lights are on, and there's a couple of, like, workers standing outside. So I rode up to them, and I was like, you know, hey, can I start lining up for the 3DS, and they said, actually, we're giving out tickets. Um, okay. Free 3DSs for everybody. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I wish, but... Uh. <laughs> no, these, these, these tickets, um, there's a similar, similar um, system at most uh, big places in Japan with these big launches, right? These tickets, you, when, once you have a ticket, you're guaranteed to be able to purchase a system, right? I'm pretty sure. This is my first Japanese launch, so um, that's why I've read that before, too. Um, it's kind of almost unbelievable. You think, like, you know, in the United States, sometimes if you do this... I was talking with Nathan Mustafa um, the other day, and he said that he did some, somebody did something similar when he got his Wii. They gave him a ticket and said, hey, man, just come on back. You're, you're going to get your Wii. He went back with the ticket, and they're like, oh, sorry, man, we sold your Wii. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so, sucks. Yeah. That's um, called bad organization, right? I yeah. mean, you can't yeah. print more tickets than you have stock, <laughs> right? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So I guess the way they do it in Japan is they each ticket represents a system behind the counter, right? Right. To guarantee right. you a system, right? So that's what you did, right? You got a ticket? Yes, yes. And actually, it was just so happened to be the last ticket at that wow. store. And oh, wow. yeah, I originally wanted to get the you know the the black 3ds. But um, they're like, yeah, we only got the blue. Are you, is this what you want? And I'm like, well, do you have the black? This is the last one. It's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Pickers can't be choosers again. Huh? Exactly, exactly. So I, you know, got that, and you know, I was like, hey, I'm tired. I'm gonna go back home. And go go to bed, because <laughs> the store opens up at ten. So 
Um, right. Oh, right, so you yeah. had to come back later to get the yeah. system itself. So what games did you pick up? Did you have to get tickets for the games as well, or I could you just I get anything you wanted? I had pre-ordered the games the day before, just because I was thinking, well, what if, <laughs> you know, there's not going to be enough, you know, I just wanted to be safe, and um, actually that made it easier, so I was able just to take all my tickets just up to the front, and that and that was fine, I was done really quick. So um, you got Street Fighter 4 as well, right? That's right, Street Fighter 4, and then I got Nintendogs, the Shibu, Shiba Inu edition, um, cool. it's, yeah, in America it's going to be localized as Golden Retriever, um, and then I also got Layton, too. But I haven't been able to really, haven't had a lot of time to sit down and play Layton. I think I've only played it for maybe about 45 minutes so far. Um, well, I think that's the game that, you know, people back uh, in the West, they are most interested in. But oh, yeah. ironically, it's the, one of the most, the hardest games to understand if you don't speak Japanese. That's a very text heavy and very, uh, you know, voice heavy uh, game, right? Exactly. So, um, are you managing okay through the game? So far, I'm managing okay. And um, what's really great, you know, even if you're not, like, wonderful at Japanese, they have, well, for you listeners out there that don't know what this is, they have what's called furigana over the kanji. Basically makes it so it's the kanji, so you can read it with the simpler characters and stuff. So hmm. that way a, if I... a phonetic, um, easy way to pronounce the, the kanji, which are very e complicated characters, right? Especially exactly. for, for kids, right? Exactly. Usually. Or people it's like me cool. who can't read kanji. <laughs> That's pretty convenient that they have that in there. They had that on the uh, Zelda games on DS. Yeah. Right, right. You just touch the kanji and, yeah. and it just pops up with the uh, the pronunciation above it, right? That's right. Yeah. And with this, I mean, it's just you don't have to press on anything or you know touch anything with the oh, touchscreen. So it's, it's just already every it's already character there. has for yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. pretty nice. And then you know there's a lot of voice acting too, so it's you know you can catch a lot of stuff. But um, you know this is I've never played a latent game before this and. So far, I mean, like I'm very not too, you know, far into the game, but mm -hmm. I'm actually really enjoying it. it it's pretty cool. Uh, I really like the the visuals on this too. I mean, I know it's different than what the past versions were, but um, I don't know. I think it just looks really nice, and the implementation of like the videos too are just, I don't know, just amazing. It just looks really good. So. How about playing that game? What have you thought about reading the text on it? A lot of people have been saying that while you're Watching it in 3D, like reading text in 3D, can be uh, pretty harrowing on your eyes. What do you think about that? It is a little bit weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but um, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool effect, but I mean, it hasn't um, made me sick or, you know, <laughs> destroyed my eyes yet. Right. Some um, people have said, you know, they turned it off after like, you know, 60 seconds of starting the game up. <laughs> that seems oh, well. a bit extreme. Well, I, pl I played for like 45 minutes straight with the 3D on and. I don't know, but then actually this week I got sick. This week I got sick, so maybe it was because of the 3D. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. To be fair, not sick in your eyes, though, right? Sick. I yeah, think. not exactly. <laughs> well, so how about Nintendo? What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I when I had the original DS, I picked up Nintendo Dogs at launch, so I mean, I kind of knew what to expect. I mean, it's Nintendo Dogs. Um, you know, I, I've seen like Mitsu gave it like a 38 out of 40. I yeah, don't necessarily mm. know if I agree with that score. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Nintendo isn't a bad game or anything. And then even in this version, there's a lot more stuff that you can do. But okay. I, I don't know. So aside from visuals, then uh, what is different between this and the other one? You, you said you played the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple of different things that you can do on here, like in terms of 
redecorating your house or something like that. Like in the original version, I guess that you could change like the style of your house. Um, you can still do that in this version, um, but you could also buy like sofas and curio cabinets and all sorts of crazy stuff. Refrigerators. I don't know why. And the <laughs> the AR part of it, the augmented reality. You can use use the cards to um, kind of put silly hats on your dogs, right? In in yeah. the real world. That's right. That's right. You can, and that's kind of cool. Um, with have you taken some pictures yet? I have taken a couple. Um, and can you save those onto your SD cards and yes. put them onto your computer? That's cool. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Cool. And cool. pretty much at any point in the game, you could take a picture. Um, pretty much any time, which is kind of cool. So. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, actually, last night I was taking my dog for a walk, and um, I hadn't come across any cats just yet. And I was taking a, taking a walk, and then I noticed, like, hey, there's this cafe here. I was like, you want to go in the cafe with your dog? I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. And it was like a dog cafe. Imagine that in a game like Nintendogs. Um, dog cafe, it's like you get to order an orange juice for yourself, and then some kind of dessert for the dog. Um, <laughs> well, they said, have those in, in Japan, right? They have those in Tokyo, like dog yeah. cafes. You can order, you know, they've got two menus, one for humans, <laughs> one for dogs. Yep, yep, <laughs> so that yep. is based on reality. Sweet. Well, Japanese reality, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that well, brings new meaning to reality distortion field, doesn't it? <laughs> Japanese reality. <laughs> Living in Japan sometimes is like an AR game, right? Yes. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> At, 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 yeah, at this cafe, too, there was actually a cat, so my dog got to interact with the cat and mm. stuff like that, so it was kind of neat. Yes, I was wondering about that, the, how the cats actually fit into it, because I, I played the, the demo at the Nintendo World 2011, and the, the cats, they were just kind of like, just hanging around, they weren't really doing anything. Uh, you couldn't really like train them or anything, you could just kind of stroke them. Is that pretty much it? That's what it seems like so far. I mean, I haven't, I've had very little time with the cats, but the, it, it doesn't seem like there's really too much you can do. The scenery, um, basically. <laughs> kind of. I remember, you know, Miyamoto, I was reading one of those Iwata Asks, and um, Miyamoto was kind of talking about it, and he was just like, you know, this game is you know, primarily a Nintendogs game. It's about your relationship with your dog. And, um, plus cats. It, plus cats. It's not Nintendogs yeah. and Nintendo cats. It's Nintendogs plus cats. So my my image is that he, you know, the main focus is the dog, and then you know the dog's interaction with you, and then the dog's interaction with the cat. So well, I, I guess we have to be thankful that they didn't make Nintendo cats and then <laughs> Nintendogs, you know, and yeah. three versions of each game. So you know, you've got six games to buy this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus I'm a dog person, so I can imagine that in Tin Cats would be an incredibly boring game since the cat would just be ignoring you the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think they must have played around with it and realized that it, it, you couldn't make a full game out of it, so, you know, just throw them in, plus cats. Yeah, that could be the case for sure. Cool. So I'd love to know what are your guys, well, I guess, Matt, you don't really have <laughs> a choice, but I guess your favorite game by default is Street Fighter Four. Um, Danny, what would you say is your favorite game that you picked up? You know, from what little bit I've played of Layton, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, but it's kind of close, because Street Fighter Four is really cool, too. There's a, it's just a lot of fun. Um, mm. And it, it, it works relatively well. Um, you know, you can customize the controls and even, like, the touchscreen stuff, so you can make it more bearable. Um, but it, it, it can be a lot of fun. It's fun playing online. Um, yeah, and it's probably one of the... I can't really think of any great handheld fighting games but this is probably up there I, I would say so then Danny I mean how into fighting games are you originally 
I'm not like a super fan or anything like that, but actually here within like the past year or so, I've been playing, you know, a little bit of Super Street Fighter 4 off and on, stuff like okay. that. But um, so yeah, so I'm you know familiar stuff. Okay, okay. But, uh, so not so like, it'd, yeah. it'd be good to compare our opinions then, because so you know you, you might be a little more casual when it comes to fighting games, but then, I mean, I've been a hardcore fighting game fan since like the days of uh, Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have we have probably uh, slightly different opinions regarding this game. Yeah, probably. That, I mean, you know, again, I work at Capcom, but that actually has nothing to do with it. I, it's, <laughs> it's more it's more the fact that I'm just a huge Street Fighter fan mm -hmm. um, than anything else that I really enjoyed it. So Street Fighter Two Turbo on the SNES, that's my oh, favorite. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my mom when my mom went to buy that game for me all, all those years ago at the <laughs> I remember the guy uh, at Electronics Boutique which is the game store that that was over by my house mm -hmm. they would uh, it was it was giving us crap for it because you know it's like basically it's the same game right it's just that it's got you know the bosses and it's a couple moves per character right? so. <laughs> it was so much more than that it was so much faster and looked better sounded better everything yeah. it's cool. Right then, cool. Well, that Street Fighter Four was definitely one of my favorite games of uh, Nintendo World. Coming out of that, um, that and um, Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, both Capcom games. <laughs> People are gonna think this is sponsored by Capcom. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, we don't have many hats on right now. So, then, well, what did you like about Street Fighter when you played it uh, at Nintendo World? Then, well, it just looked incredible. I mean, it looked like the. Uh, like the next, not the current generation HD versions, right? Uh, with uh, some cool little features. And definitely the multiplayer and Street Pass and all those kind of features definitely kind of intrigued me. Um, yeah. Have you guys had a chance to test those out? Have you ch uh, suddenly got challenged on the train <laughs> by some random guy and looked them in the eye and, you know, fire <laughs> comes out your eyes and you play against them? Has that happened? I, have, I haven't had a chance to really ride the train or go anywhere with a lot of, you know, places where there are a lot of people, so I haven't really had a chance to uh, okay. take advantage of it. But how about you, Matt? I mean, you know, living in Ikebukuro, I think maybe. Oh, yeah, well, um, I don't have any internet, so I haven't played on the internet. And actually, <laughs> I haven't done the Machiuke mode yet, the, um, the what, what is it, the standby Street mode, where uh -huh. you, know, you, you wait until uh, somebody challenges you on the train. I'd, I'd like to do that. Um, but that's mainly because every time I get on the train, it's so packed that pulling out my DS <laughs> while I'm standing up, <laughs> Usually means that I'm gonna fall over if I if I'm not careful. <laughs> but I have done the Sudachi guy, the uh, Street Pass a lot, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and that's been a lot of fun. I mean, that's been fun on Street Fighter, but even more so, it's been uh, on the the Mi Hirobot, what is it, Mi Plaza, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, the two different games that uh, are involved with that. Um, but my my personal opinion, and I've stated this uh, on, at other places as well, but. Uh, I really think that more than the 3D, what the draw of the system is going to be, at least in Japan, uh, is this Sudachi guy, you know, the, uh, the Street Pass mode, being able to uh, do that, you know, regardless of whether you have the, the game software in, in the system, right. inserted into the system or not, being able to collect that data is a really big draw. It's like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's almost kind of a rush to like open up the 3DS after going to work and finding out, you know, oh man, you know, I just had Sudachi guy institution. Um, with you know four or five different people. That's cool, and you, you can have up to twelve games, right? Is it twelve or? 13? Yeah, up to twelve games. Twelve right, games. Yeah. So it it makes perfect sense, right? Because you're never playing more than you know two or three games at once, right? Um, yeah. You know, you sell games, you get rid of games, or you you don't play games anymore, so you can delete those ones and just have yeah. the current ones that you're already into in, yeah, in your yeah, yeah. Uh, in your collection, right? 
Yep. So yeah, definitely exciting and lots of uh, things they can do, right, with other games in the future. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. I mean, even even with the simple, I mean, we're straying a little bit from Street Fighter here, like the simple, uh, the Mi Hiroba, the Mi Plaza part, mm -hmm. where there the two different games that you can you can do are one is this puzzle game. So you, you um, do Street Pass with somebody, and their little Mi comes onto your system, and then basically uh, you can exchange puzzle pieces to and you'll have these puzzles of about 15 pieces, pieces each where, um, you know, you just try to collect the pieces of the puzzle and kind of complete the puzzle. And so you go ahead and uh, street pass with these people and they come onto your system and then you can basically just take a piece from them and uh, add that to your puzzle collection. Hmm. And then the other one is uh, this this game where it's, it's kind of got like an RPG motif to it where you go save uh, your me. Your me is like the king of a kingdom and it gets caught or he or she rather gets um kidnapped by ghosts and so basically you do surechigai tsushin and then uh you the people that you um street passed with will come onto your game and then they can fight the ghosts uh so that it's like in, in an rpg cool. it's turn turn based where they'll have uh one chance to either attack or uh use magic on the ghosts <laughs> that's awesome it's like a mini <laughs> me dragon quest yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't like. It, there's no like overworld or anything like that. But you can go sure. ahead and you know attack these ghosts, and you keep moving on to different rooms. Oh, the go um, do the ghosts look like uh, Luigi's Mansion ghosts or? No, they're just really generic, like you know, ghost ghosts. You know, okay. like like maybe similar to like what a boo would look like in Mario, only not not with as much character. So. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to you know, pick it up, pick up the system, go to work, and then go ahead and boot up the Mi Hirobai. So uh, did you manage to did you manage to rescue yourself from the tower? No, not yet. I've only I've gone I myself have gone about halfway through so far. And I mean I take this thing I take the three DS with me everywhere I go. So, you know, I've gotten a lot of Surechigai, a lot of uh, street pass, but it hasn't, you know, gotten me too far yet. And the other thing is that you can use the, the game coins, right? So um, as you as you walk with the system, every X number of steps you take you get a game coin. Uh, I think you have a max of like 10 or 20 per day. I think 10 maybe. Um, and then you can use those coins to buy buy or pay to have characters come. And uh, like, for instance, in this um, this RPG type game, they'll come and they'll go ahead and, you know, fight the ghosts for you. Uh, again, you know, two two coins brings one person on and that one, one character um, will go ahead and attack the ghosts once. That's interesting that they limit it because... Um they probably looked at what people did with the the uh, Pokewalker, and they built those kind of machines to kind of spin the Pokewalker around to kind of you know to to spam the uh, the walks that they do. So you know, I think it's just for fat kids who can't be bothered to you know walk out the house and you know level up their Pokemon. So it, makes sense. It uh, I guess it prevents those kind of things, right? You said twenty a day, is that right? I think maybe ten a day. Ten, I think 10, 10, 10, okay. I have a feeling that every day I, I keep getting on to see. Max out of ten. That's cool. So. And you can use those in in most games, right? Street Fighter uses those coins, right? Yeah, Street Fighter also uses those coins, but um, that's just the, you can. What happens is in Street Fighter, you have this roulette where you can, um, you know, try to get new uh, figures, figure pieces. <laughs> Very Smash and, Brothers. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so you you get uh, I think it's like FP, maybe fight points or something to that effect, mm -hmm. um, for for playing the game. Or you can exchange uh, X number of game coins for you know Y number of uh, fighting points, and then you can use those points to spin the wheel and try to get a, a figure. So, you know the fact that you can um, 
you know, get fighting points from just playing the game. That's what I often do. I don't really try to exchange game coins. I'd rather keep those game coins so that I can use them on the Mi Hiroba. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the Mi Plaza is winning the, the coin battle, so to speak. Yep. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Danny, are there any other f features of the D uh, 3DS that you'd like to talk about that um, we haven't mentioned yet? One thing that uh, I kind of got into a little bit is the, oh God, in Japanese, it's something like, it's like translated as like head shooting. I'm pretty sure they don't call it that in the U.S. Things like face ra face ra face raiders. That's right. Because um, I guess <laughs> if they, face if, yeah, if they call it yeah, face shooting or head shooting, that might be not go down so good right. with the Western crowd. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's actually kind of fun. I mean, you take a picture of your face or anything if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't give people ideas, Danny. Don't okay. give people ideas. Well, I'll, I'll, t I'll let you know what I did with, with me because, you know, I, I just live by myself. So, you know, first take a picture of my face and it puts it maps my face and these little crazy heads that are flying around your room. And then, you know, you're just shooting them. Um, and then at the end, there's like a boss that kind of just busts through your wall. And, you know, there's all sorts of damage all over the place. Your wall is like, has big holes in it and stuff like that. And, and I, I d had no idea, but on the other side of my wall, I guess it leads into outer space. I've never right. noticed before. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was impressed by that at Nintendo World as well. So, so you're saying it works pretty well in a, you know, in a regular home? Because obviously I was playing it with, you know, perfectly white walls are everywhere, you know, perfectly mm -hmm. set up for that kind of AR game. So yeah. in a regular place, you know, it still looks good? Yeah, it still looks pretty well, though my apartment is just a white box, more or less. <laughs> so um, I don't know how, how that translates to like a Western-style huge you, home. You live in the Matrix, basically, is what yes, you're saying. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Um, but, you know, like, like I said, since I live by myself, I, you know, I, as you progress in the game, it's, you, you can take more pictures so you can have more... A, a bigger variety of these things flying around your room. So I found just random stuff in my room. Like I have a couple of laser discs of Indiana Jones, and I just took a picture of his face. And then, yeah, I had Indiana Jones flying around, and I was shooting him. And <laughs> that's um, cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, you, you could get creative with. Uh, yeah, you and know, like I said, photo, I, right? you you can see people doing some things with the camera and having crazy stuff flying around the room. Well, if you've ever um, seen the, the Miis that appear in the, uh, the <laughs> Wii Plaza, right? Penis face comes to mind, you know, things like that. Right. You know, God knows what people are going to do with that. Have you been using the other AR features much, like the taking photos with your Mi and things like that? I did. I did mess around with that a little bit and just kind of had my Mi sitting around on my table and kind of running around doing crazy stuff and then I, I use AR cards with the you know with the Mario and Link and Samus stuff like that so taking some pictures of that can you put a Ma Mario hat on yourself I don't think so if you can I don't know how um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit tricky um, with the you know with like the 3D camera being on like the front you'd have to like set it down and or if you have somebody else hold it or something, but um, can, can, you know, you actually, can the 3DS actually recognize two cards at once? Like have the Mario card and yeah. you know the Link cards, you know, doing yeah, two you things can, at once. You can actually put all of the cards out there, and um, it right. can pick That's it cool. up. Sometimes it, I, when I was doing it, it was a bit, I don't know, it wasn't working 100% all the time, but. Mm -hmm. Maybe it just kind of depends on you know where you're holding the system and stuff like that too. 
Um, it comes up with that kind of static effect, doesn't it? Too? Yeah, it, it can. It sometimes it does that, or so, with the cards too. Sometimes I, it would like start to initiate the load for like the little characters, but then it would just, like stop, and it'd be like in this little state where it's loading, stopping, loading, stopping, loading, stop, kind of like that. It probably just depending on like the angle I was at or something like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. So having fun with your systems uh, so far, oh, yeah. you guys, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh. God, actually, with the first update that they just did just this past week, um, oh, right. mm -hmm. they Nintendo had released this 3D video of, it was like a performance that was done at Nintendo World 2011, just back in January. I was actually there, I think oh, it was yeah. the, the, fir cool. the first day on the, on the 10th. Yeah, yeah, um, I was there, I was... Um I was recording that event. Um, I was I was waiting awesome. in the Zelda line at the time. <laughs> wow, we probably passed each other without even realizing. Probably, it. yeah, probably. You, you weren't the guy in the Luigi uh, cosplay, were you? Oh no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. um, so this video, are you saying this video was actually in 3D? Yeah, the video was shot in 3D. Wow. And it, it starts by showing like a basically like a screenshot of the original Super Mario Brothers, and it's like put into 3D. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like teasing you of like what they can yeah. do with like the 3DSware and that you know, stuff be like the, that. Uh, the 3D classics, right? Exactly. That's a little tease the, for the 3D yeah, the, classics. Exactly. Cool. That's what it seems like to me. Because um, it's basically what it's going to look like. So they have that little shot in there and then they, you know, go into the, the music video um, of the performance. And like I said, it's shot completely in 3D. It's pretty good quality too. Um, I don't know if it's quite like 480p or something like that, but it, it, it's, it's good. Um, that's cool. So I, I had no idea that they were recording that with a 3D camera. Yeah, I didn't either. I remember there was a lot of you know big cameras and stuff like that back there, but I, I just I just figured it was for kind of streaming the stuff online and stuff like that. You know what they yeah. were doing, but uh, or having yeah, on that's what I thought too, yeah. on the Nintendo channel. Yeah, something Jeez. like that. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's I cool. mean, actually, they shot it in 3D, and then at the end, you know, they show another screenshot of the you know Mario and. Yeah, it kind of just fades out from there. But yeah, it, it's really well done, and I'm really hoping that with the next update that they have, my, you know, I really like the Zelda theme that they did there. I thought that was amazing, and yeah, I really that hope awesome. that they put that on here because that would be great. If I could, if I could just uh, do a little promotion for my video, uh, sure. I did a, a video of the Nintendo World 2011, and you can hear some, uh, you can see that and hear that as it was recorded live. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, guys. Well, I think that wraps up uh, new business, and uh, we'll go on to news from here. So, Matt, you were talking about you were looking forward to. Pilot Wings Resort. We have a release date now. That's uh, April the 14th. So that's over here. Or is that that's, over? That's in Japan. So you're going to be picking oh, okay. up in April. All right, that's great, man. Yeah, that happens to be my mom's birthday. So uh, I guess uh, as I'm wishing my mom a happy birthday, I'm going to sneak over to the game store and pick up Pilot Wings. I'm really looking forward to that one. Awesome. Cool. How about you, Danny? Yeah, I'm probably going to get that when it first comes out too. Mm -hmm. um, looking forward have to you, it. you guys played uh, either of the first Pilot Wings games, the Super Famicom one yeah. or the uh, yes the other one? Yeah. Yes. I've I've played, played and loved both of them. Good deal. Yeah, I've, I've played the heck out of those. And actually, just recently, um, 
I was watching some episodes of Game Center CX with my wife, mm-hmm. and he was playing Pilot Wings on Super Nintendo on there. Awesome. And <laughs> I, I saw it took him like you know hours and hours and hours to beat it. And I thought to myself, oh man, I could totally do that like without <laughs> taking as much time. Yeah. So I went and picked it up on the um, on the, uh, <clears throat> the virtual console. Oh, cool. Is that is that on the Japanese virtual console? Yeah, yeah. I think I picked it up on the Japanese one. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a Japanese one, and so. It ended up taking me probably at least as long as it took him. <laughs> it was still a ton of fun. I, c- I could never do the plane one. I was pretty good at the, the skydiving one through the rings. But yeah. uh, damn, that plane one was hard. It was. It was hard. I could never get the landing right. It was. I mean, the mode seven is you know making you cross-eyed you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then trying to land so with that. Did, no, did, you, did either of you guys play Pilot Wings Resort at Nintendo World? Yes, I did. I didn't play it. I saw the, the 3D video of it, but I didn't play it. The, thing, the only thing that I'm kind of concerned about it is that I, I've played Wii Sports Resort a lot, and I've played the, the airplane section of that a lot. And <laughs> to me, it just looks like you know, one section of Wii Sports Resort you know, into a whole game with different vehicles. I don't know if that can hold my attention. I don't know. Makes sense, makes sense. Danny, what did you think of it when you played it? Uh, you know, I... I kind of thought like the same type of thing it does look a lot like stuff from you know Wii Sports Resort um, you know obviously there's, it's, there's a little bit there's a little bit more to it than that but I would hope so I don't know I, you know I, I'm just a whore when it comes to buying games and I'll, I'll just buy it even if I you know I bought Nintendogs twice yeah, I mean you yeah, know it's not, <laughs> it's not bad but you know what I mean it's just uh, yeah. yeah, no, I I tried it out at Nintendo World, and I've I've been looking forward to seeing you know a new Pilot Wings game for years. And I'm oh, yeah. very excited that they decided to kind of test out you know the 3D showpiece this as a 3D showpiece, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about it. But when I played it, the two things that I thought were a problem, anyways, was the first was with the 3D. Um, I mentioned this in other places, but that. I think because of the depth of field, it's so much deeper than like what you would play in like Street Fighter, that <laughs> it was slightly disorienting for me. But at the time, I had the 3D up all the way, so I'd like to. I'm really looking forward to going back and trying it out with the 3D down more. Um, find out if it's you know is less disorienting. But then uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, we were talking about how hard the biplane mode was right. back in uh, the original Super Nintendo one. Well. It's like the complete opposite this time around. I don't know, Dan. I don't know if you tried out the biplane mode, but at least with the sections that they had on the demo there, like it, it was so handholding that basically there was absolutely no way you could like um, screw up a landing, right? Because you you end up landing like on the water. You know, you have it's like a pontoon boat, right? So mm-hmm. you know you're landing on the water. So basically, regardless of you know how you come in, you're going to be able to land just fine, and you're not going to like damage the plane or anything. So I hope that you know the game is, is more difficult than that when it finally comes out. Oh, okay. I th- I thought you were referring to the 3D depth making it incredibly easy to land. Did would you also think that? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't really notice that whether or not that had any effect one way or the other. The 3D. Because that's what they were saying, right? Like you know, with the, the Mario game yeah. that was just um, announced the other day, like how this kind of jumping in 3D and, you know, seeing objects and moving objects in 3D is easier to judge, right. you know, where you're going to land or, you know, whether it's a jump or whether it's a plane. Right. You, can, you can feel where you're going to land. And I, I, I can see that, and I hope that is the case with Pilot Wings Resort. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. I, re- I really look forward to trying out more so I can get a better opinion of that, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't have long to wait. Yep. 
And the other big game to get, a, well, not a release date, but a release window, we have Kirby for the Wii. This will come out in Japan this year. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the more traditional one where you can you know, suck enemies and you know, absorb their abilities. And did you guys see that tiny little video that they released? Yeah, and that's how, right? Just to that's that's okay. how this is. Yeah, it looks like a classic uh, Kirby game. All the things that we uh, we like, and I love that bit where he kind of absorbs about you know ten enemies at once, and then just like you know unleashes this massive <laughs> you know blast out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. That looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, looks good. And I don't know. I mean, I, did you did any of you guys have a chance to play uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn last year? Yeah, week? I did. What did you guys think of that? I I, I haven't played it. It's oh, go ahead. It's Danny. pretty cool. Uh, well, obviously the visual style's the coolest part of the game. Um, I, it did. It was a bit easy. Um, you know, I don't, you guys have probably heard that, but I, I didn't get to like beat it. One of my buddies has it, and I just played it over at his house. But um, it, it, it's it's fun. But you know, like the classic Kirby stuff, you know, wasn't in there because you know originally it wasn't even made as a Kirby game. But it, you know, that doesn't really matter. It's still a pretty solid game, I think. Yeah, especially yeah. I I beat it with my wife. We played two player, and I thought it was great, man. I had a cool. lot of fun, and I know a lot of people complain about the fact that you can't die. But, you know, I think I think those people are missing the point because it's not a matter of whether or not you can get through the game. It's a matter of whether you can get through the game and collect all the stuff, you know? Yeah, right. And if, if you make it your goal that, you know, you get through absolutely everything and collect absolutely everything, then suddenly the game's not, you know, so, like, you know, baby level easy. And I thought it was a lot of fun. And obviously, as you mentioned, the graphics are incredible, but... Um, love the design, but the music too, man. The music was just like, huh. I don't know, awesome. Like huh. there was this, there was this one level in the, uh, in the winter stage, where it, the it was this piano solo that was playing in the background, and it was it was very akin to like, like the uh, what is it, Charlie Brown's Christmas. They kind of oh, have this, okay. this like <laughs> really nice. They have this really nice like soothing piano music playing in the background. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other and like we were kind of like I don't know. It's it's a curvy game, and so it has these cute visuals. And then on top of that, it's got the soothing music. And we were just like, you know, this is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying this is a, a much better game to play with a, a girlfriend or a wife than say something like Donkey Kong Returns. <laughs> You know, um, I actually I played through Donkey Kong Returns with my wife too, and I know a lot of people said that that was harder to play with two player, but um, that was another game. And actually, I, I think it was easier to play two player, and the reason for that being that, you know, you can uh, it's like in Super New Super Mario Brothers, right? Uh, mm. You can kind of like keep cycling in players even if they die. Right. So whereas mm. I'm in one player mode, you know, you lose both Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, and you have to start the level over. So I think actually we benefited from the fact that we we're playing two players because you know we could die a crap load of times on one level but still make it through the level eventually as opposed to having to start from the beginning again. Hmm. Wow, your your wife must have some serious skills. <laughs> She's pretty good. She's pretty good. <laughs> wow. Okay, the next release is the <laughs> bit of a crazy one. This is the Battle and Get Pokemon Typing DS. Right. Now this is going to be another April release, April the twenty-first. And this gets a mention because this is the game to come with the DS keyboard, the Bluetooth keyboard. And it's going to set you back about almost 6,000 yen for this thing. Now, what do you guys think this this kind of uh, game coming out, well, after the 3DS <laughs> launch, with such a crazy peripheral? <sighs> I, don't even know what, I don't even know what to think, you know? Honestly, know. absolutely crazy. I mean, it looks like something, it's like a mixture between Pokemon Snap and Typing of the Dead, basically. You, you get a word flashed up, you have to type it in Romaji, mm -hmm. 
as in uh, you know Roman characters alphabet and when you type it I guess you capture the Pokemon I don't know yeah I wonder what happens I, I, I don't know I bet you I bet you it does pretty well for itself um, for some reason you know even though people should be smarter than to you know buy peripherals or buy games that's that, crazy you know that are gimmicky with peripherals on Nintendo systems I bet you that uh, it'll be the kind of thing where you know kids that are into Pokemon Pokemon will be all about it and uh, want to pick it up and then uh, you know it, it'll it'll help teach them something right it's gonna teach them how to type so uh, I would it would be, if it for example if it worked with um, all Bluetooth things um, like if the Wii for example if you could use it you know, on other systems, you know, I could see that being kind of useful. But you know, just a keyboard to play one game on the on the DS on a tiny screen. Oh, but that's the thing. Oh, that's the thing. Weird, it is weird. Mix. It is a Bluetooth keyboard, and in fact, when uh, mm. when it came out in the uh, financial report that mm -hmm. they were that they were coming out with this game, uh, Iwata Sacho actually pointed out that it, you know it's a regular Bluetooth keyboard. So people, even within Nintendo. Uh, we're mm. using that keyboard with like their smartphones, for instance. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He actually he specifically made a comment about that. So yeah, it's like it's just you know it's an honest to god you know Bluetooth keyboard that if you if you so choose you can use it with other devices. Huh. Well, you know in that in that case, I mean this really isn't that bad of a deal. I mean considering what you're paying and getting a game too. You can use it with your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think. Well, wait a minute. Does. Does the iPhone have Bluetooth keyboard support? Uh, yeah, I guess it does. I guess should, it does. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that. That was part of the iOS four update, I think, for iPad. Wait, no, no, it'd been three. Or yeah, it would have been four, three point two and four, I think. So, can you imagine having like WASD key support for like a three, you know, a first-person shooter on an iPhone <laughs> using a Pokemon keyboard? There you go. So there's <laughs> an idea that nobody's thought about yet. That could, that could be it, man. I think you just gave me an idea, and I'm going to have to go through with that. Okay, I'm just going to have to edit that out so the people can't uh, yep, hear that. Still, I see the idea, man. Make my money on the App Store. Huh? <laughs> okay, and the the next bit of news we got is the, the 3DS Virtual Console um, just got announced to have the Game Gear support. This is the first non-Nintendo uh, system to get announced as support, which gives us hope for the future for uh, all sorts of other systems, right? And the first batch is going to include Sonic and Tails 2, uh, Sonic Drift 2. I don't even know they made a sequel to that. <laughs> the GG Shinobi, I guess that means Game Gear Shinobi, um, Dragon Crystal, Shurinai's Maze, and Columns. So, uh, did you guys have Game Gears, or did you play Game Gears back in the I day? I had a Game Gear. Um, I only had, like, two or three games, like Sonic 2, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. No, two games, that's it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that different for Sonic and Tails 2? Yeah, Sonic and Tails 2, from what I've seen, it's actually... Um, oh, my God, what's it called in the States? It's, like... Son Sonic and Knuckles? Not Sonic and like, Knuckles, it's, like, Sonic... This is a main, uh, like, flagship... Sonic title you're talking about? I think so. I've never played it. I've never even heard of it until, you know, I'd seen the, the press release. Um, yeah, I don't remember Sonic Tales coming out on Game Gear either, but yeah, I had a Game yeah, Gear too, and I, I was the same way. I just had a couple games on it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble in the West. Huh. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, okay. If that rings any That's bells, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So. And uh, this time you'll actually be able to play these games without the battery running out before completing the yeah, game. You don't yeah, to, you, don't so. yeah, you don't have to spend a fortune on those AA batteries and every two <laughs> every two or three hours. Yeah, this is this is a pretty good launch launch lineup for a virtual console, don't you think? I mean, these are all like, I mean, you know, we have a kart racer, we have a, a, at least a pretty respected kart racer. You have uh, Shinobi, which is respected. You have uh, Columns, which is, you know, I mean... You know, come on! It's uh, Sega's answer to Tetris. And so, how much? How much would you guys pay in? Uh, well, it's not going to be Nintendo points, is it? It's going to be actual Dull money, actual yeah. money, actual yen. So, how much yen would you pay for, let's say, you know, columns or Sonic and Tails two? Three, five hundred, three hundred, five, ah, yeah, three hundred. I'd say three hundred too. I'd probably say about that. I mean, I'd pay. I'd okay. pay more because that's just me, and I'm an idiot, and I. <laughs> Don't say that, Daniel. Um, here. <laughs> so. Remember what happened with the price for the 3DS? Oh, yeah, that's well, because of me. <laughs> no. I would pay one thousand dollars for this, <laughs> yeah. and look what we get. Yeah, we have a one thousand dollar price tag on Sonic and Tails too. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, let's hope they don't do the 8-bit equals 500 uh, yen thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> let's hope they make these games, especially the black and white Game Boy games. Yeah. I'm really, really worried that these are going to be like 500 yen, 600 yen. I mean, I wouldn't pay more than 300 yen for that. Yeah, yeah, I you can't know imagine what? they would sell that much money. Maybe for the, the uh, Zelda DX, like the Game Boy Color, maybe add 100 yen onto that, make, make it 400, yeah. right. something like that. Uh, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, that sounds reasonable, and therefore will never happen. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is Nintendo, and they're pretty shoddy when it comes to network networking. Yeah. Right then. You know. So, are there, are there any other systems that you guys would like to see on the 3DS Virtual Console? I mean, we've got Game Boy, we've got Game Boy Color, and well, Game Boy Advance is still hasn't been confirmed. Right. But we've got Game Gear. I mean, what do you want? Links? Huh? <laughs> Atari Links? Wonder Swan. <laughs> Wonderswan. Right, there's Wonderswan. There was, a, let's see, the Neo Geo Pocket that had a lot of great fighting games. Neo Geo Pocket, you're right. The Neo Geo Pocket Wonderswan Wonder Crystal? Yeah, Crystal. Yep. Wonderswan is a possibility. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, that they decided, what is it, the uh, Turbo Graphics, right? So they're coming out with the Turbo Graphics on it with their reasoning that, you know, there was a portable Turbo Graphics system. So, you know, by that logic, you right. can say, well, you know, there was a portable Genesis called the Nomad. So, in theory, you know, it could come out with the Genesis. <laughs> in theory, right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I would like to see, man, I don't know. Game Boy Advance, you know, I'd really like to see Game Boy Advance on there. Yeah, well, I think they're gonna, um, you know, wait until you know they've released all the games on the original and Game Boy Color, and then release the advanced versions, right? Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Have they have they actually um, specifically come up come up and said that Game Boy Advance will eventually be on there, or they they haven't they haven't mentioned it at all officially. I don't think we all assume it, um, but yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, then again, we uh, I I at least I assumed that when they they came out with the DSi that they were going to have a virtual console, and that boy was I wrong. Right. So, <laughs> and even more worrying is the fact that you know the Game Boy Advance could be like the N sixty four of uh, the the three DS virtual console. You know, costs a thousand yen, <laughs> a thousand true. points per game. <laughs> yeah, but even then, like for instance, if you go to uh, to like you know a, a used game shop in Japan, anyways. You say Game Boy Advance games don't really run that much money, do they? No, not really. Depending on what no. you're looking for. I, I've picked up pretty much every Super Mario Advance game for less than 400 yen. Okay, okay. So, I mean, so, you know, the fact that they have to compete with these used game stores, perhaps perhaps that would mean that they wouldn't, you know, make you pay eight, you know, 800 to 1,000 yen for a... Let's keep our fingers crossed, eh? <laughs>
Okay, uh, let's go on to the next uh, batch of news. This is the Japanese Virtual Console. This is the Wii Virtual Console. Some interesting releases this week <coughs> because, um, well, first one is something that I, a game that I liked quite a lot back in the day. Uh, the ignition factor. It's called Firefighting. Firefighting in Japanese. <coughs> Uh, this is a fire f fireman's game, mm. firefighting game. I really enjoyed it back in the ge in the day, mm. um, and there haven't been many firefighting games since that. So it's kind of like a, an, an interesting oddity. Yeah, the only oh, wow. what kind of gameplay mechanics does it have? It's it's kind of like a, I guess uh, like zombies ate my neighbors kind oh, of okay. like you know isometric exploring game. Oh, but okay. Obviously, you've got a hose and you've got to put out fires and rescue people. Mm. And the graphics were really good, and uh, I really enjoyed it. That's That was released on the 1st of March. Cool. Um, the next one is quite a, kind of a big one. This is Final Fantasy VI, also known as Final Fantasy III, if you use the stupid original uh, <laughs> titles that they used in, uh, in the West. So this is a huge, huge game. This has been one of the most requested virtual console games since the virtual console started, and it's finally been released yeah. in Japan. That's, man, favorite RPG ever for me, man. Danny, are you a Final Fantasy fan? I am. Final Fantasy uh, 6 I man? haven't really ever got through Final Fantasy 6. It's a, it's a shame, I know, but actually I own multiple... Me neither. It's, it's an epic game. Yeah. It's a big game. I own multiple versions of it, too. It's, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, pathetic. Me too, me too. All, all incomplete. Yeah, so, yeah. So. <laughs> that's a great one. That's, that's easily my favorite RPG ever. <laughs> Cool. Are you going to be picking that up? I, uh, I wonder if that is, is that going to be like a a Square Enix taxed game, like 900 points instead of 800 points? Oh, I'm sure it will be. Uh, probably. Uh, would you pick it up for 900 points, 900 yen? I, I got it on Game Boy Advance, so I wouldn't pick it up either way. I, I could just pull on my Game Boy Advance, and that was I think that was one of the first first games that I picked up when I moved to Japan was the Game Boy Advance version of that. So I could just you know put that in and play whenever I want. Don't need to pop it into the Virtual Console. I have the U.S. version on the GBA also, and uh, I don't know. I did. I do have the GBA version of four, but that didn't keep me from buying the Virtual Console version of four. Um, so you know, who knows? Who knows what I'm going to do? And I think I think they're keeping the the stupid uh, uh, titles in the West, right? They they are calling this Final Fantasy one, two, and three. Probably because uh, okay. the, I I got uh, they're not yeah, going to change it. I got the U.S. version of the on the Virtual Console for four, and I'm. Pretty sure it's listed as two. So yeah, right. well, Crazy. it makes sense. I mean, you know, they, they they sold it that way to begin with. I'm yeah. sure God knows there's probably copyright issues or something to that effect. Where since they already made it with that name, it yeah. would be too much trouble to make it. You know, with uh, the Japanese numbering. Yeah. And also, you have to remember, you know, only guys like us know of the actual, the real number number system, right? Most people might not even know that it was called Final Fantasy VI. I bet you. I bet you that most. Uh, any uh, most hardcore gamers pr are probably aware either way. Yeah. Perhaps, right. perhaps. Hardcore only. <laughs> so the last, the last one is kind of a big, big deal. This one, uh, Puyo Puyo. This is the Virtual Console arcade version. <laughs> now, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Not that interesting. But this is the one that's going to have online multiplayer features. <laughs> so this is pretty crazy because this is very, um, you know, very un-Virtual Console-like in that they have updated. A game with you know modern features like that. Um, what do you guys think about that? Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely definitely something that you'll never, probably never see from a Nintendo published title. But uh, <laughs> right. you know, I, it's great that uh, that they're actually going ahead and doing that because um, you know it could definitely add a, a lot more to the game than you know what was originally there. So I think that's wonderful. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, good for them. I mean, you know, it's it's incredible that they would decide to do this, and it would be, you know, the the, the best case scenario, which would never happen because it's a Nintendo, would be that people would follow suit with other games <laughs> for the virtual console, and you know, add that kind of functionality, and that would be that would be incredible, man. I mean, that would be, in my opinion, as good as you know, getting like uh, the kind of service that like Xbox Live Arcade would offer, yeah. as far as you know, being able to play stuff online you know quality stuff online but mm-hmm. god knows you know that it's it's not going to happen it'll probably be this kind of one-off kind of thing well i i foolishly thought when before the wii was released when they when they announced that it was going to be able to play like super famicom games i thought that you would have like a, a kind of a virtual second player that you could connect over your friends list <laughs> you know you could invite someone and he could be your player too no matter where he was uh yeah God, was I wrong? Jay-Z, ever, ever the optimist. Ever the optimist. <laughs> ah, God. I, I, I'm still hopeful yeah, for the next system. I've given up on being optimistic about Nintendo. I'm just, I'm more, I'm, I'm more expecting them to crush my hopes and dreams and to blow me away with some kind of surprise of something great yep. sometimes. But, yep, yeah, yep. Leave, it, leave it to them to not do the obvious thing that would make everybody happy. But there it, there it is. do the opposite of that. And then at some point, come out with something that nobody would expect and go, well, that was pretty cool. Okay then, so the last bit of news we have, um, it's a big one for us Japan guys, it's the Tokyo Game Show, the the date has been announced, it will be from September the 15th to September the 18th, Uh, 15th and 16th being media days, and 17th and 18th being the uh, public days. The underlying theme this year will be Dancing Your Heart, (laughs) unveiling new fascinating areas. Tokyo Game Show is ready to grip your heart. Mm. So uh, <laughs> there you have it. So Danny, do you think you're gonna? Uh, this is gonna be your first um, Tokyo Game Show with Nintendo World Report, right? right. Hopefully, we can tag team this thing yeah. uh, this year. Definitely, right? definitely. Um, awesome. Definitely wanting to go. Don't see what would keep me from going. So. <laughs> yes, very exciting. Matt, are you gonna be there as uh, as a like a? As a Capcom representative, or I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes. I'm not entirely sure what my schedule is going to be. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Oh yeah. I, ho- I hope that there's, uh, you know, got a nice meaty demo, as opposed to the, you know, the two-minute one that was at Nintendo World. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm. I'm I know what is it? They they announced uh, there was going to be this uh, 3DS gameplay event next month, right? Um, right. Oh, this this month the Capcom event is uh, the 29th of oh, this month. Oh, the 29th of this month. Do you know? <laughs> do you know? I actually don't know anything, but <laughs> I just knew that they had Matt, the event. Do, do you actually work for Capcom, Matt? <laughs> I do. You can, you can you can tell us. You can tell. I do. Us. I just I skim over <laughs> memos on stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, do, are they actually going to have uh, revelations at that event? No, that's going to be um, uh, Mega Man, Mega Man Legends, oh, and uh, Street Fighter. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, oh, it's going to have Mercenaries, which hasn't been shown playable in Japan yet. <laughs> um, the guys uh, back in the States, they've, they've uh, played that. Cool. Um, but uh, as Japan guys, we haven't played it yet. So I'm looking forward to playing that and seeing Mega Man Legends 3 cool. in uh, real time. That would be cool. Okay. To yeah. Hopefully we can play that. <laughs> Not just a video. Well then, so for TGS, what else, what else are you guys excited about seeing? Well, we don't know what's going to be there yet, but Hopefully, lots of 3DS games because yeah. last year was an absolute bust, right? Man? Yeah, I, I mean, was so surprised. <laughs> I was expecting that was an absolute bust. We, we, there was nothing. There was n- absolutely no Wii games. 
hardly any DS games of note. It was yeah, it was almost like a waste of time going. Oh, yeah, for for anybody that covers <laughs> Nintendo systems, anyways, yeah, there was nothing there, was there? Right, <laughs> crazy, crazy. So hopefully this year is going to be you know, hopefully lots and lots of cool stuff to see. Yeah. Look forward to that. Okay, we're going to go on to our feature section, which is Japan-only games that uh, we've played. Hopefully these are games that you know, you've heard of, but you might not have played, obviously, because they've only had uh, Japan releases. And uh, I thought we could start with Danny, because uh, he has played mm -hmm. and reviewed uh, The Last Story. Nice. Yes. Look forward to hearing about this. Actually, technically, they were impressions, but... Very, very meaty impressions yes. of The Last Story. Um, you know, this, just to start off about The Last Story, it, it's an absolutely wonderful game. Um, from what I've played so far, for the impressions, I probably sunk about 11 or 12 hours in, and um, since the 3DS came out, I haven't really got to play it as much as I'd like, but... Um, I mean, there's just so many things about sure. this game that are great, and I think probably one of the best things is going to be the battle system, which is, it's, it's like, it's, this game is like an action RPG. Um, it's done by Mistwalker. Um, um, so, you know, it, it's, if you think, like, Final Fantasy games, and this is kind of like a Final Fantasy game that's not Final Fantasy, but then again, the story is called The Last Story, you know, Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. You know, there's a theme here. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, the con it, it controls really well. The battle system is definitely the best part of the game. Um, you don't really actually have to press a button to attack. You can just like simply walk up to the enemies and they just do attacks like that. It, it sounds. Are you playing it with the classic controller? I'm, I'm playing with the with just the the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck. Um, okay. I did play with the classic controller, but I, I don't know. I played more. I had more time with the the Nunchuck and re Remote combo, and uh, it's it's pretty comfortable. It's not bad, and. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, with a classic controller, you have complete control over the camera and stuff like that, but you almost don't really necessarily need it, because you're not doing any kind of precision jumping or, you know, anything like that, so it's not really... So that's the only difference, yeah. you, if you want camera controls or not. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, obviously, I guess you can just center the camera behind you. Yeah, right? there's like a button uh, with the nunchuck and stuff like that on the... Um, oh, God, the bigger button on the nunchuck. Um, the Z, Z There button, we go, right? the Z button. That focuses the camera behind your character, kind of like Ocarina of Time style, you know, like that kind of a thing. Um, so how would you rate the, the visuals? Would you would you put them up there as one of the system's best, or...? They're not bad. Um, not bad, okay. You, uh, you know, I like to just, when I'm playing a game, just to kind of test the visuals, I like to zoom in on stuff and just, just, just look at the textures and see what they are close up, and my mm -hmm. god, close up, it, it looks like junk. Yeah, okay. But well, this is this is a game that's not meant to be. <laughs> it's not meant for people to do that, though. Um, so you know, from, from from a distance, things look good. Um, things are they kind of do like this little blur kind of a thing. Like sometimes mm -hmm. they're focusing on your character, and then like all you know the other characters that are maybe in the foreground or something. They'll be like, kind of like blurred out and stuff. It's kind of kind of a neat effect. I mean, you know, it's for a Wii game. It's not bad. Um, cool. Okay. So Galaxy still holds the title. That's what I would say. Lucky. Galaxy okay. looks amazing. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Matt, you have played <laughs> uh, Captain Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't think this has been talked on the RFN podcast before, right? Um, have you ever talked about this 
on any podcast before? No, I've never, never talked about Catherine about any podcast. I haven't, <laughs> I hadn't. You haven't talked about it to anybody ever. It's a <laughs> nah, secret. Well, yeah, it's, I, I've talked about it a couple of people. Actually, after I finished the game, uh, I sent it to my buddy who lives in Kyoto. Um, so uh, uh, actually, I haven't talked about it, but I did send it to him. Yeah, Captain and Rainbow. I actually, and, I, it, and it hasn't contacted you since. <laughs> no, actually, I did hang out with him last night because I was on a business trip to Osaka. So, yeah, All right, he, cool. he does talk to me. But yeah, I, I actually picked <laughs> up uh, Captain Rainbow and Disaster Day of Crisis when they came out. <laughs> and oh. then, um, yeah, Disaster Day of Crisis, oh God. But uh, back in December, I finally played through both of them. I, I went through this weekend where I, I just played all the way through both games, and uh, Disaster Day of Crisis was, like, uh, it was really painful. <laughs> it was really bad, but... Well, Captain any Rainbow. European listeners will feel your pain, because oh, yes. uh, that got a European release, right? Yes, yes. And uh, Captain Rainbow, that was that was complete opposite. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it's kind of... Uh, it's, it's interesting, because it's kind of like Animal Crossing, in the sense that you kind of run around this little island with all these different characters that you interact with, and of course all the characters are these old uh, characters that are no longer really used in Nintendo games, but you know came came about in like the Famic Famicom era and all that stuff. So yeah, like I guess it's kind of like Epic Mickey in in the fact that it uses like you know unloved or rarely right. used Disney characters, right? This right. is a kind of Nintendo take right, on that right right and well so it came first right it's it's kind of like it's in a, in a sense it's kind of like a mini game collection and it's also like <laughs> a, a very light like mm. action action or i guess you could call it action rpg because you walk around to talk to people and then uh when you transform into captain rainbow you have these enemies coming after you that you have to um you know destroy with using your uh yo-yo um, but it, it, it just more than anything else, the, the story and the, the design, the, the way it looked was really cool. It was really, in, I don't know, I, I don't want to say endearing. I mean, uh, you know, it sounds like a pussy game when I say something like that. But <laughs> it, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it was it's, it's got like this, it's just got the crazy Japanese flair to it. Cool. And, and it's got, uh, you finding a vibrator for Birdo, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. It, it, from, from what I recall, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they they kind of insinuate through the text, right. but they I would just, hope so. I'm pretty sure that when when they actually show it, it's just like you know, there's like a, a question mark over it, like, "Hey, what's this?" So they, they insinuate, <laughs> but they don't actually that show. That is you. just weird. Yeah. Weird, yeah. weird, weird. So, do it's you ever discover cool. if Birdo is male or female? Um, no, but they just keep they keep pounding the fact that you know she's she thinks she's a woman. Or he or he thinks he's a woman, whatever it would be. Um, but I mean, you know, since we're you know in Japan and this is a, I guess you could call it a Japanese podcast. Um, you know, in Japan it's interesting because uh, there is kind of uh, what was the word I'm looking for discrimination against gay people in certain aspects. But then in other aspects, um, yeah. you know, they're fascinated by um, what they call new half of yes, people, right? Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of okama. Um, mm -hmm. like uh, people that dress guys that dress up like women and then you have these new half these these uh, I guess what transsexuals mm -hmm. that are all over the media um, the gay and right the uh, the celebrities mm -hmm. there's there's a ton of those guys and uh, well at least compared to the West I'm not sure what it's like in England but in America as far as I can recall I mean I haven't been back to the States much lately but I can't really think of too many famous gay people that are you know using a lot of media yeah. Well, we, we not, do not, have a, yeah. a, quite a famous uh, gay uh, chat show host in England, but um, and we have quite a few actually. But 
the way the way Japan seems to you know depict them is kind of like they're laughing with them, but also kind of laughing at them sometimes, right? <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> bit weird. <laughs> You can you can only be, be gay if you're being laughed at or yeah. you know being funny, right? Yeah, that's well, that's definitely one way to look at it. Yeah, like so. So Captain Rainbow capitalizes on that with uh, Birdo. With Birdo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the end, after you, you know when you send when you send her off, because the point of the game is to uh, collect these stars and, and make sure that everybody has their happy ending, right? That they, they achieve <laughs> their. Oh Jesus! I can't believe you used those words. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> I just got that. And so, yeah, Birdo, Birdo's dream is to be incredibly popular and have, like, a wonderful boyfriend. And so, you know, after you send her off to achieve her dream, then she ends up uh, apparently, you know, achieving that. So. Okay. Um, well, as um, I told you at the beginning of this podcast, I don't own any, you know, Japanese exclusive games, but I hacked my Wii so I could play uh Japanese games and one of the first games I want to buy because I saw this really cheap is Taiko Drum Master cool. I love this game in the arcades this is the you've probably seen this in um, Lost in Translation they play that you know the big <laughs> Taiko drums and you know you, it's kind of like a rhythm game well it is a rhythm game <laughs> and there's there's now three versions uh, in Japan um, and they've, they've all got you know classic Japanese music and also some Nintendo themed songs as well and the, the accessory you get with it is like this huge drum that you plug your Wii remote into. <laughs> uh, I played the first vo version at TGS maybe, I don't know, TGS 08 or something? I don't know, a long, long time ago. And we're now in the third version. And you can see these Taiko drum accessories f for going less than like a thousand yen, you know, like, like $10. <laughs> Uh, so I think I'm going to pick up one of those as my first, you know, taste of Japan-only uh, cool. exclusiveness. That game's so a ton of fun, man. Yeah, Playing that, that game in the arcade, it's, yeah. it's, it's just fun. Just bang the drum there, and it just feels good. Exactly. I, I played it quite a bit in the arcade, too. A lot of fun. Yeah, I guess it's the Japanese equivalent of a rock band, you know, having like <laughs> a, a room full of plastic instruments. You know, except, you know, it's a big taiko drum, <laughs> not a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to finish this up with a competition. Um, we promised you you can win some cool swag from Japan, and we will live up to that promise. I got all sorts of stuff here from various uh, Tokyo game shows of yore. I've got um, I've got some uh, Monster Hunter, uh, like a tote bag. I've got a Nino Kuni tote bag. I've got Okamidan fan. I've got a Ghost Trick Ghost Trick keychain. I got all sorts of postcards and all sorts of other cool stuff. And I got a 3D postcard that I picked up at Nintendo World um, in January. Uh, Matt, I think you've got a couple of things, right? I, I have to check. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's got a couple of things as well. So what we'll do is um, the first, uh, let's say, three people to answer the question correctly will win uh, some of these items. We'll, we'll break them up into three, uh, three lots and you can win some stuff. So the question is, um, in the Nintendo World 2011 video, how many cards am I holding at the end of the video? So it should be pretty easy to find on the site. If you want all that cool Japanese stuff, then please send your answer to our Famicast email account at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. 
please put your subject heading as Famicast Competition so that we can filter out those emails quickly and easily. And uh, yeah, the first three correct entries will win some cool Japanese swag. Cool, cool. Okay, so that about wraps it up. We're finished. Um, I, we hope you enjoyed this little kind of test uh, podcast here, the supplementary uh, RFN podcast. If you did enjoy it, please give us a, some comments in the feedback. And of course, please rate RFN on iTunes and uh, give it a review. I'd also like to pimp the other podcast that we do have at uh, Nintendo World Report. That's Radio Trivia, um, presented by Michael Cole, who was one, a one-time resident of Japan. He, uh, he lived in Okinawa for a year. Uh, check him out. Uh, if you like uh, game music, check out Radio Trivia. And of course, we have the newscast, which contains all the, uh, the downloads and the new games and, uh, of the week. So I'd like to thank you guys for joining me here on the first uh, Famicast. If you enjoyed it, please uh, give us feedback. And uh, Matt, thanks for coming along. Hey, thank you, buddy. And Danny, nice to uh, nice to have uh, had this podcast with you. Nice to have met you, so to speak. Yeah, been a pleasure. <laughs> okay, see you later, guys. Okay, take care.